Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining the Good Life. I hope you're doing wonderful. Life has been very good around these parts. Even though the sun hasn't quite spoiled us too much recently, it's been very spring-like, very fickle. That being said, sometimes I notice that I don't really mind a rainy day because it's like, you know, there's less pressure to go out and do all the things, you know? <laughs> like sometimes it is just nice to be cozy at home working, like when I'm, like, when I'm not with my kids, um, or reading aloud or playing games when they are around. And then when the sun does peek out, then it's oh so delicious. Anyway, these are some of my reflections for you today. Deep thoughts with Aishan. Bonus points if you get that reference. <laughs> so today, I want to talk about something that I've had on my mind for a while to bring to you, and that is perfectionism how it tends to hold us back in life in really surprising ways sometimes, and how it is not the same thing as striving for excellence. I think this distinction will be really helpful for you. So maybe you are the kind of person who's always had a deep yearning for growth, who has a deep inner drive for always challenging yourself, always revealing new facets of your personality, and revealing and healing your triggers, always going towards living a bigger life. You know, constantly growing is part of your DNA. It is indispensable for you. Stagnating feels like death. You have an intense curiosity, a hunger for learning and experiences, a deep desire to realize your full potential in any area of life. But sometimes when you are this kind of person, you also have such high expectations of yourself that you end up doing nothing for the most part, or very little. And maybe despite all of your successes and achievements so far, you still have a feeling that you haven't even scratched the surface on your highest potential yet. And here is a misunderstanding that I want to correct right away. The problem here is not your drive for excellence, okay? It's actually a wonderful thing to always want to grow. You know, nothing in nature is static. Life itself is always evolving, always changing, right? So nothing wrong with that. The problem is your misconception of what failure represents, what you make failure mean. That is the real problem here. That is what keeps you stuck. Okay? And that is what perfectionism is all about. 
having zero tolerance for mistakes and failure. So this is a very important distinction, my friend. Striving for excellence is not the same thing as perfectionism. Perfectionism is actually a big, gigantic lie, right? It's like a pretense state. Oh, I always want to perform the best. I always want to get better and better. Like, you know, it's, it's something like that makes you feel like a good person, like a worthy person. But really, in reality, it's just your fears talking. It's your lack of trust talking. You know, your lack of trust in yourself, in life, in the universe. When you're trying to control every last thing, not realizing that it's actually uncontrollable. And always focusing on what's not working, what's not good enough, what could be done better, to the point of never seeing where you are improving, where you are succeeding, where you are, in fact, growing. Like when you're just completely um, close to even giving yourself credit where credit is due. And it's almost like a form of bullying. You know, perfectionism is really just your self-loathing masquerading as having high standards for yourself. And you're probably noticing a trend in everything that I say, right? Everything almost always boils down to your relationship with yourself. Even just a few episodes ago, the bully in your brain. I mean, this is partly what I was talking about. And when you're giving into perfectionism, you tell yourself you have to get something right, right off the bat, or else it's not worth it. You tell yourself that you'll do the thing, create the product, the service, the piece of content, whatever it is, once it is perfectly crafted in your mind. Or that you'll make a decision once you have done all the research, thought about all the potential scenarios, checked all the boxes, and the cost-benefit analysis has become so clear that you sure won't have regrets. But here's the problem. This way of functioning actually has the opposite effect that you're hoping for. It keeps you in inaction. It keeps you stuck. And it keeps you in stagnation for years and years while your work never gets into the world, while your life doesn't become as big as it can. Like I said, perfection is a big lie, first of all, because there is no such thing, right? But there is excellence. And as someone who's committed to constant growth, that is what you're always seeking. Now, I can hear you say, But Aishan, how will I ever improve if I don't always expect the best of myself? Great question. And to me, the real question rather is, how do you embrace your drive for excellence without giving into perfectionism? So you first start by radically changing your relationship to failure and changing your relationship to your goals. Because really, think about it, guess what does create excellence? It is doing, it is action, imperfect action. (laughs) It's iterating and reiterating over and over and over again. Excellence does not come from thinking. You can't ruminate your way there. You have to keep taking action, evaluate, and pivot when you need to, 
and just keep going, okay? We are humans, and as humans, the only, only way we learn is through failure. And that means action. That means a whole bunch of trial and error. Think about all the products, programs, services that you love. Think about all the iterations those things had to go through to get where they are today. This is what successful people do. They get out there and do their thing over and over and over again as many times as necessary. Oftentimes, they fail for years before finding success. And of course, like our own fragile ego just focuses on the end point of their years of striving, and it writes these stories of like overnight success without realizing, without seeing what it actually took to get there. So not falling into the perfectionistic trap requires you not over-focusing on the destination. Because when you're over-focused on the destination, you're not actually enjoying the process. And you also have not actually understood the real point of a goal. The real point of a goal is to grow in the process and actually become the person who can have that thing they want. So that, you know, by the time you get to the goal itself, it really is just like icing on the cake. And the problem is when you do everything to avoid failure, you avoid actually learning and growing and moving toward your goals. It's the opposite direction of where you initially wanted to go, remember? Like you end up creating the opposite of what you truly want. And when you have this tendency, it can show up in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of goals, you know, big or small. It could be, for example, um, when it comes to learning a new language. You know, I have lots of folks in my audience um, who are expats uh, one way or another, and I am myself too, of course. So let's say, for example, you've lived in France for a quite a few years, but you know, your French is really still not up to snuff because you are so afraid of making mistakes that you don't even make an effort. And so you never improve, right? And what's that saying? You can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. I'm not even sure if, you know, if it's appropriate to use that here, but we're just going to go with it. So unless you start talking without worrying about getting every little bit right, you will move forward so much faster. And you know, when I tell you all these things, of course, I recognize them in myself too. Like I used to also want to always get it right. And I found it so embarrassing when I made a mistake when I was speaking French, you know, in the early years, especially when I got here. But you know what? Actually, those little mistakes end up being the things that you integrate the best and you never really make the same mistake again. So it's really actually super valuable. I'm also thinking about, um, you know, uh, learning how to drive a little while ago. I already spoke about my experience with this on this podcast. I lived most of my life in big cities and driving was not really a necessity until I moved to the countryside and that made my big, you know, big life change. And, you know, learning how to drive in my 40s was definitely not a walk in the park, but I'm also wondering if in some ways it wasn't actually so bad and maybe even a lot better because at that point, my mindset was so much more powerful than in my younger years. Because in the end, the story I told myself was everything. Um, 
again, like it's not failure and mistakes that are the problem. It's what you tell yourself if you fail, that is the problem. So when I was learning how to drive, I vowed never to speak poorly to myself. So whenever I made a mistake or took a long time understanding a maneuver, I told myself that that was okay, you know, that I was working on my catalog of errors that would make me an experienced driver, um, that lots of people had figured it out before me, and there was really no reason why I shouldn't be able to eventually as well. And in the end, you know, I, you know, I took a while, but I passed my driving test at the first try, and I already clocked in like so many hours of driving since then, and it has totally changed my life, of course. Another example is, you know, this can show up when, let's say, you're building your business. Like, you have to have the perfect logo and website and the marketing materials and the business cards. But once again, your perfectionism is like leading you off track here. It has you focusing on the things that really don't matter that much at all. Because what really matters is that you go out and you, you know, you offer to help people, right? You know, actual humans. But that's scary. And remember, your brain is terrified of that. It's terrified of change. So the point is to keep you from taking action and making waves. And when you're in perfectionistic mode, well, you don't actually move forward. And that's just perfect for your brain. So once again, all we're doing here is learning to outsmart our brain's ways. Or here's another good example. Let's say you're a budding writer and you're working on your first book You've loved writing for as long as you can remember, and maybe you were even recognized for it when you were younger, and there was less at stake. (laughs) And now you've decided you want to be a successful author, but you're constantly questioning your own genius. So you get all excited and, you know, you wake up early and write every day for a week, and then you think, oh, this is all shit. And then you feel like shit. And then you stop for four weeks. And on again and off again like that for months and months and months. Hmm, not so good, right? You might think, oh, but I don't want to fool myself, you know? If I'm not really that good at this thing, I don't want to have any illusions, you know? It does sound really legit as a concern. (laughs) But here's where we go wrong. We think there is an absolute truth in the universe. Like, you're either a good enough writer or you're not. And you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket in case it doesn't work out. But guess what? Every single successful writer or artist or any other creator or successful person can tell you it wasn't as much raw talent that influenced their success as their persistence, their tenacity in moving toward their dream. And That went through putting lots of good enough work out into the world and then evaluating and then making the necessary changes and keeping on going until they made it. So it's not so much about arguing with your brain about whether something's really true or not, but more a question of what your thoughts and beliefs are creating for you. And this is why I love thought work. I love mindset work because it's so pragmatic, it's so practical, and it's so useful in daily life and struggles. So in this case, it's not about giving into the thought, maybe this is shit, and stop for weeks on end. It's about noticing that thought, okay? Not judging that you have it, and thanking your brain for trying to protect you. 
Because in its own like really super clumsy way, that is what it's trying to do, okay? And then you keep going anyway. So it's all about the feelings that your thoughts are creating for you. If I'm feeling all closed off and protective and tight and worried and then get to work from there or not, as the case may be, versus if I'm feeling calm, sufficient, peaceful, and then take action in the world with that energy, you can guess that those actions will be creating completely different results in your life. So what matters is the story you're writing in your head and the feeling those stories are creating because those feelings are what um, fuel your actions. Because guess what, my friend? You can actually believe whatever the hell you want. There is no thought police. Did you know that? So why not believe things that will actually help you move closer to what you want, right? I mean, life is just so much more fun that way. And also, I should say here that I am not talking about empty affirmations or mantras. You know, I'm not talking about just saying a bunch of sentences without actually believing them. You know, I'm talking about things that are at least slightly believable to you right now. So for example, if you have the unintentional thought that my writing is shit, okay, Going from that to trying to believe, I bet I've got a bestseller in here, you know, that may not be totally believable for your brain right away. So you could, you know, try something like, maybe it's shit, but I won't know unless I go all the way and show up every day for my craft, right? So maybe something along those lines might be just all you need right now to just keep going. So, my friend, I want you to understand that you are on a mission on this earth, and that is to be as much you as possible, to be, to be able to contribute your own unique gifts to the world. And perfectionism is the kiss of death for all of that. And it even goes for this very episode for myself, you know? I probably won't be saying everything that needs to be said on this subject right here today. And I know that as soon as I hit publish, I'll probably think of something else I should have said. <laughs> you know, it's just the nature of the beast. But you know what? It's good enough. It's gonna be good enough. And if my good enough can help at least one person today, that's really the best I can hope for. Yeah. So coming back to that distinction again, when you're striving for excellence, it's like you're driven by an inner process. It's like an intrinsic motivation. It is who you are. But when you give in to perfectionism, then it's almost like you're being driven by appearances, by you know what others will think, by outside measures of success. It's like an extrinsic motivation. And it's pushing you instead of pulling you toward the goodness. Plus, what we worry other people will think is usually what we ourselves think deep down. Otherwise, it wouldn't even get to us. And the truth of the matter is, when you're the kind of person with that inner drive for growth, you would do it even if nobody cared, because it is who you are. And I don't know if you've noticed, but 
That's when the best things happen, when you're actually not attached to them happening. (laughs) And you just like show up and do the work, you know? And also remember that, you know, risking looking stupid can actually be good for you because it doesn't actually kill you. And you know what they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Sometimes we cling to our fears like a security blanket because we think they keep us safe. And your familiar patterns will always win if you don't watch it, my friend. So when you tell yourself you have to do something perfectly straight away or else it's not worth it, ask yourself why? Like, why should you be able to? And I can swear to you, the answer will not be something that is kind to yourself. It's going to be usually an outdated idea of how you should perform in the world, probably from a long time ago. Because at the end of the day, you and I both know that easy is not where the growth lies, right? I mean, otherwise you would have done it a really long time ago, right? So instead, can you learn to take joy in the process? Can you learn to love the discomfort because you have chosen growth? Because you chose to get out of your comfort zone. No one asked you to, but you did it anyway. If you learn to love that about yourself, you will have such an easier time overcoming perfectionism because you will no longer be afraid. Afraid of the judgments of others, and more importantly, afraid of your own harsh self-judgment. And in order to not just get through life, but to thrive, to be able to give your gifts to the world, you have to normalize failure. Because the biggest prize is actually learning not to quit when it gets hard, which it inevitably will. The biggest growth is there when you can come out of feeling entitled to success and actually do whatever it takes to earn what it is that you want. Because really, why should anything come to us easily? Does the universe owe it to us? And what if what's really happening is that you are meant to become the person that the challenges and obstacles are helping you to become? And what if this is your grit being tested and that anything that's worth anything in life is worth fighting for? What is the downside to believing hard in your dream? Who will you become if you do? Who will you become if you don't? And how is it supposed to be happening this way? These are all great questions to answer because it's always about your mindset, getting clear on what you want and putting your money where your mouth is and actually going for it, taking a ton of action and never letting go until you get there. So to bring it all home, once again, it all comes down to the stories you tell yourself. So you need to change your idea of failure, make peace with it, and understand that it's the only path to excelling at something. Your commitment to where you want to go has to be greater than your commitment to getting it right, right off the bat. At the end of the day, done is always better than perfect. And without doing, there's actually not even the remote possibility of excellence. So yeah, you got to be really onto those lies that your brain tells you. At the end of the day, 
This work always comes down to upgrading your inner dialogue, learning to be your own best friend no matter what, learning to have your own back. These are the things that will help you reach your goal in peace, not from a place of beating yourself up. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but beating yourself up slows you way down. It absolutely doesn't get you where you want to go. Or it also has the other effect of your goals become so expensive, like so painful, that you end up really setting very few goals for yourself. And when your relationship to yourself improves, when that inner dialogue improves, your relationship to your goals improves as well. Because the goal itself is neither here nor there. You have nothing to prove to anybody, including to yourself. You set your goal because you are a person who strives for excellence and growth. And it's not a matter of whether you're worthy or not, because you were born worthy. So the purpose of a goal should never be to punish yourself, but to grow out of love. Perfectionism is when you move out of fear and not out of love. And your life can only get as big as you deserve it to be when you consistently make decisions and take actions out of that love and that trust. All right, my friend, that is what I have for you today. Please know that I can totally help you with all this, and I would be honored to. I can teach you how to have your own back in every situation so that you never have to give up on yourself again. Just shoot me an email so we can have a chat about what's going on for you and how I might be able to help. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd love to hear about your story. You can contact me on Instagram or you can come hang out inside our private Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life. Have a wonderful week and I will speak to you next time. Thank you.